Hello and welcome to The Fandamentalist, the fandom podcast investigating all aspects of geeky media. Sorry, did I hit my head and wake up in patriarchal bullshit land? Don't put me in charge! It certainly worries me to make self-defeating mistakes out of fear of appearing weak. You were right. We are from different worlds. That is a failing indeed, but I cannot laugh at it. Welcome to the I Disappoint Dad Club. The theme song you just heard is Good Riddance by R. Sonar, available on the Free Music Archive. My name is Kylie, and here with me are Gretchen. Hello! And Julia. Hello! The three of us write for thefandamentals.com for fundamentally sound fandom analysis, so check out our website if you want to see all kinds of geeky uh, news and reviews. I always say news reviews first because it rhymes, but... There's a ton of analysis, just a shit ton of analysis that goes on. Yes. Also, all your podcasts are belong to us because we have three <laughs> others on the site, I want to say. There is the one that Julia and I do that's completely about uh, Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire called... You just dropped an episode. Unabashed Book Snobbery, which gives you a pretty good idea of the tone of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have a fem slash fandom podcast hosted by two of our other editors, Elizabeth and Corey, called Ladies First. Then our last podcast is called Beneath the Screen, and that is hosted by Jeremiah and Thad, right? Yes. Yes. I want yeah. to make sure they didn't change that up at all. Uh, and that's about movies. So it's pretty interesting. Check those out if that's your thing. Uh, if you are here, that's because you clearly love hearing us talk about general geeky media. And what is more general and geeky these days than Star Wars? <laughs> I suppose that's true. It's the nerdy fandom you're allowed to belong to and not be nerdy. Yeah. It's kind of true. Yeah. It's kind of always been the case, too. Like, what do you think about it? Mm-hmm. But um, the, the newest movie that was just released was Solo. It came out A on Star Memorial Wars Day. story. I think... I think my entire family but me is going to go see it on Saturday. <laughs> Julia and I saw it. Yeah. Um, yep. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, the thing is, Gretchen didn't see it. And we we're like, mm. dude, we need to have her watch it so we can do a hot take. And then I said, I don't necessarily want to have a conversation that our listeners need to see this film for either. So Julia and I are going to attempt to explain Solo <laughs> to Gretchen. Yay! <laughs> and that will lend itself. And as a warning, Julia and I have already forgotten most of what's happened because <clears throat> that's how this film is. Yeah, it's like the popcorn I had. It, it's kind of, it's like Transformers in that way, mm -hmm. but worse somehow. I, I actually think I would rather sit through a Transformers film. No, I'd, I'd rather watch Solo. I'm going to put that out there. That is your right. Mm. But either way, before we get into explaining it to her, we're also going to first have a little chat about the Star Wars fandom um, because of some news Reasons. that recently happened. Yeah. Uh, Gretchen, do you want to briefly summarize uh. what it was? So, uh, the Star Wars fandom has uh, bullied yet another um, actor off of their social media. Uh, a female the, actor. A female actor. This was Kelly Marie Tran, who plays Rose Tico in The Last Jedi. Recently uh, exited, like, deleted everything off of her Instagram. And I believe her Instagram page now is just, like, there's, like, a single post. 
And then, like, her little, like, about her is, like, afraid but still trying or something along those lines. Um, so, yeah. So we're going to have a chat. We're going to talk about that. So, yeah. Because we're uh. all really cranky about it. And then we're going to close it out with a palate cleanser for all of us. We're going to talk about found families in media because that's kind of one of our favorite tropes. Yes. They're good. So, that is that. Although... As we said, that is the news with Kelly Marie and Tran, which dovetails nicely into some other news coming out. So I guess we can start with the most important one. Legally Blonde 3 is going to be making its debut 2020 Valentine's Day. People are apparently like really waiting for this with bated breath because people are very excited. I had forgotten there was a number two. I love the first one. Yeah, the I number two is when she, she, like, it's, it's like, you know, Miss Woods goes to Washington or whatever. Oh, right, yeah. When she meets the congressman in the dog park. And, you know what's actually yeah. good is the musical, also. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's, like, incredibly enjoyable. <laughs> so, I don't know. I've got no problem with this. Uh, you know, it's a year and a half off, so it, that's good to know, but it's kind of like... It's kind of like how I felt when I found out that How to Train Your Dragon 3 was pushed. Well, that's nice, but How to Train Your Dragon 2 was in, like, what, 2014 or something. Hey, speaking of which, How to Train Your Dragon 3 finally dropped its trailer because it's coming out either this year or early next year. I think this year. I think Look at Harrington me in it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've forgotten. He was kind of a dumbass in that, too. Who was? Kid Harrington. Oh, right. He was trying to do a Cockney accent, I think. But Wait. He didn't. Uh, yeah. He just sounded like Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he can only ever sound like himself. Or like, there are no dragons to call our own. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing there, kid? Anyway, uh, I really like the franchise for what it is, but uh, there has been a really little like bit of controversy the like, over the female Night Fury's design. Yeah. Uh, for one, she's all white. It's possible she's an albino of the breed, but it's a little weird for night hunting breeds to have an all white coat. Why so, would they be white? Like, uh, it's like it, uh, it makes, and even, even if she, if this dragon is an albino, like, why, why would this dragon survive when apparently all the other ones are gone? I know, maybe they nest in snow. Maybe. Sure. I mean, maybe, maybe there is some reason for it, but then she's also like a little bit tinier than Toothless, who's already small, and she has like fewer horny, neck frills. spiky yeah. things. Like neck frills, like her neck frills, or not, maybe not frill, but like the, like, yeah, they're just, she looks very different, and it's designed, it's clearly like, oh, what's that? It's clearly gender dimorphism in the like, yeah. the female must be like smaller and less threatening looking. And right. more, like, softer and prettier, and it's dumb. Which is so stupid, because if you look at that horrifying monster that Astrid's been riding around on, and then, like, compare that design to Toothless, and Astrid's riding a girl dragon, like, yeah. th- this was not how the franchise was, so. Nope. <laughs> it's it's weird, but maybe, maybe there will be a really, really good explanation for it. I mean, like, she's probably going to be, like, a toothless love interest, right? Of course. That's well, why the- she has to be softer. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah. That's love. how it works. Mm-hmm. Does this mean Kate Blanchett will get to ride her? <laughs> Maybe. I was thinking Elsa could ride her. Oh. I'm sorry, I can't think of Kate Blanchett anymore without thinking about the Ragnarok yeah. and how she was sexy for no reason. 
I'm, I'm a little fixated on it. I'm sorry. Well, while, we'll tra- while we're talking about Thor Ragnarok, uh, let's mm-hmm. quick. Let's. I'm going to jump out of order with how we listed it. But Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth are teaming up for a Men in Black spinoff. Sounds fun. I yeah. I'm I'm here for it. I have yeah. no problem with that. That is an <laughs> sounds enjoyable- delightful. Yeah. Yep. Um. I, just no transition. I'm sorry. Uh, Lee Daniels is in talks to direct a Billy Holiday biopic, and Andrew Day is star is um, being eyed to star in it. Why isn't it biopic? I have heard pe- I've heard it pronounced both ways. Hmm. I Who's prefer, Billy Holiday? I prefer biopic <laughs> rather than biopic. But what? Why? My partner. Biopic. Called- it sounds like you're like. It sounds like a biopsy. As long as it's not a myopic biopic, it's all good. <laughs> My partner says biopic, I say biopic, so, you know, tomato, mm. tomato. And you're still with him? Yeah. We make it work. I sacrifice. Jeez. I sacrifice. The thing is, with my partner, like, you don't, he might be doing it on purpose. <laughs> because I, I am the kind of person that just, like, knee-jerk corrects pronunciations, because I'm a linguist, mm-hmm. and so... Uh, he likes to say things uh, incorrectly on purpose because he knows I'm just going to correct him. Like, I can't help it. I just do. And yeah. he thinks it's funny. I was explaining age grading at the gym today. <laughs> <laughs> Linguist life. Yeah. What's next? Uh, well, we had vaguely mentioned Transformers earlier. We uh, did. <laughs> a trailer that dropped for a Bumblebee prequel, I guess. And it's going to be directed by Travis Knight. And... It actually looks like it might be okay. Like, it okay. might be fun. Sure. I've seen people say positive things about it so far. Yeah. Well, it it doesn't have the Michael Bay aesthetic. Mm. So, like, you might actually be able to see it. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, cautiously hopeful. It's not going to be worse, I don't think. I'm yeah. not going to see it, so... <laughs> I've, I haven't seen any of the Transformers movies, so I'm not going to see yeah. this one either. I, 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 like, watched the first one on Netflix, I think, when I was barely paying attention. Speaking of childhood franchises and toy placement, really, uh, Power <laughs> Rangers is getting a movie. That's been confirmed. A sequel? Right. I guess. Nice. I don't, I don't think I watched There the are all these, like, other Power Rangers now. There was, like, Power Rangers Turbo and Power Rangers in the Lost Galaxy. Oh. And I only ever watched the original Power Rangers. I was, like, all excited when the Green Ranger came along. That's, like, my last memory. <laughs> I remember the Green Ranger. I, no, yeah. I vaguely remember when the Green Ranger became the White Ranger for a while. Va- very vaguely. Very vaguely. That's about all I remember. I just also remember it was very racially coded, and it was uncomfortable. And looking back, it's very uncomfortable. Hmm. Okay, well, speaking of uncomfortable, Bethesda spent a full day teasing fans about an upcoming game. <laughs> Uh, okay. It turns out it's going to be Fallout 76, which... They have 75 Fallout games? No, the, the, this is going to take place in the year 76, <laughs> and it's like it's only a few years after the nuclear devastation, and it was supposed to be really interesting, but I think this might be an online survival RPG, which is not anything anyone asked for, so... Oh. Isn't... I, I don't know. I don't know. Are they like Gamers trying can... to tap into like Overwatch fandom, maybe? Um, possibly. I mean, it's not the worst setting for different types of games, but I don't know. 
I, I don't, I don't know enough about this fandom and how they feel about it. I know people I basically either. just wanted like another good game, but Bethesda is not really the one to ever deliver that. <laughs> so they kept them waiting all day, and then the trailer was like, it looked kind of. The trailer actually made it look like a sandbox game, oh. and then we find out later it's like no survive online. <laughs> Oh. So it was kind of some misleading marketing there. I'm, right. I'm not enough of a gamer to really know any of this. I mean, for I context, I'm only just now playing a Nintendo Switch, <clears throat> and I just I finally tried it out. <laughs> I don't even have one. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been I've been living with one for two months, and I, I like just started playing it last week <laughs> because I just don't care that much. But Breath of the Wild is a good game if anyone wants to play that. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, no transition again. Wreck-It Ralph 2 trailer is, is uh, mocking Disney, apparently. Like, it makes fun of all the Disney princesses. Like, yeah. What? Like, so, um, uh, what's the name of the girl from Wreck-It Ralph? I'm so bad with name. Vanellope. So, mm-hmm. Vanellope, like, it's apparently about Vanellope and Ralph ending up on the internet. So, like, it gave me a very much an Emoji Movie vibe. In a weird way, because oh, no. it's called like Ralph wrecks the internet, um, or Ralph breaks the internet. I think. Look, man, oh yeah, because they even the make a movie. joke about how like they should call it Ralph wrecks the internet, but like breaks the internet is a meme, so it's Ralph breaks the internet. Um, but like apparently, like Vanellope ends up in this room with like all the Disney princesses, and she's like, "I'm a princess too," and they're like, "Were you kidnapped? Were you poisoned?" Like, you know, ha ha ha, and then it it ends on a like. You know, do people think that you just have to give up because this big strong man came into your life and everything's fixed? And she's like, yes, exactly. I guess I am a princess. Um, which is fine. Like, it's fine that they are like mocking themselves for yeah. all the Disney princess tropes. Um, the annoying part is that it's very much whitewashed. Like, oh, you, you can see Mulan, like Mulan, Pocahontas and Tiana all have like noticeably lighter skin. Than mm-hmm. they do in their original movies, which is a trend in Disney. Like pretty much every someone on Tumblr has a post up about, um, like looking at the all the Pocahontas merchandise, and literally all of the Pocahontas merchandise, every single one of them is significantly lighter in skin than actual Pocahontas is in the movie. That's crazy. Um, it, same never... same with Mulan. Like wow. it's a trend. Like they have problems with like lightening up. When they did the redesign a couple of years ago, when Disney like revamped and redesigned all their Disney princesses, like all of the the non-white princesses had like their skin tones were two or three shades lighter than they are in their actual films. It's gross. Wow. Yep. So That's bizarre. Yeah. Yay! Make them whiter. Christ. <laughs> all right. I mean, at the same time, I have good things to say about the Emoji Movie. So. Do right. you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do. It took a swing at uh, toxic masculinity. I did. I, I read that I, piece. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yep. Here's another. I'm sorry. We, usually our news flows a little bit better, but this is just super disjointed. George R. R. Martin is in uh, is developing an animated Ice Dragon movie with Warner Brothers. Good for him. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. We have nothing negative to say about that at all. No. He's allowed I'm to work on whatever project he wants. He wants. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great. But cool. I really want to talk about the last point. Okay. You for take like 30 it away seconds then. at least. So Jennifer Aniston who would definitely be my first choice is going to play the first female president in a Netflix series called first ladies. And 
Tig Nataro is going to be her wife. Yeah. Because if there's one thing America will elect, it's a lesbian. Right. I mean, like, I'm so intrigued by this. First of all, Jennifer Aniston, like, in any kind of, like, serious role at all is just kind of like, oh, maybe it will work out. She has (laughs) range. I see her as a politician I'm less sold on. I mean, she might surprise us. I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt here. She has better range than I think people give her credit for in general. But Mm. at the same time, in a very serious kind of drama, I I don't think I've seen Is this a serious drama? Do we even know that? I don't know. What's it going to be? A comedy about the first lesbian president? Maybe. Sure. It could be. I I one thing I will say, and maybe this is because Tignataro is co-writing the script. I mm. really appreciate that the more stereotypically feminine coded uh, woman is the actual president. Like I think most people, if they yeah. were going to write like a lesbian couple as the president and first lady, they would choose to have the um, the more like masculine coded one, um, the one who's probably going to be on the butcher side to be the president, um, just because it falls under like i mean if there's lines. one thing more unlikely than some than america electing a female lesbian president it's electing a female butch lesbian president so right but i do appreciate that like i appreciate that i think that's an interesting choice and i like it like i'm mm. i'm intrigued to see tignataro um because i really like tignataro yeah mm. and and at the same time too um american uh female politicians tend to like de-emphasize being girly in any way like right. you know they all kind of have that same severe-ish haircut the pantsuits and everything like that i'm not saying that's a problem i'm just saying that feminine women are not taken very seriously in politics so, so i'll be intrigued to see yeah i am actually very interested to see what it's gonna be like so hopefully it'll be good yeah i definitely want to keep my eyes on it i mean anything political i will keep my eyes on but that's true uh, we need to transition to talk about the Star Wars fandom <sighs> oh and Solo. Okay. So. Chewie and Han's relationship is almost like watching an old married couple. So, um, I, I will say that I haven't seen, I tend to prefer my nice, like, pleasant corner of, of fandom space on the internet. Um, so I haven't really been super involved in seeing all of the toxicity that the Star Wars fandom has. I know it exists. I just choose to curate my fandom space so that I don't Mm -hmm. have to deal with it. But like, this is, this is bullshit. Like, this is such bullshit that like, ugh, Kelly Marie Tran is one of the most delightful people. Everything I have seen of her. Delightful in that movie. Right. Like, she, she's a really delightful, like, ray of sunshine human being. Super positive, super lovely. Like, just a big nerd. Like, she was a Star Wars fan before, like, the movies. She's just this beautiful, lovely, like, delightful person. And people are treating her like shit. All because, like, I mean, for lots of reasons. Yeah. There are a couple of isms in here that I, that we could mention. There's, I mean, I can't think of a single one. There's the sexism. Because um, girls aren't I mean, supposed but, to be in Star Wars and people are really pissed right. at that. And just like, what? Right. Uh, I mean, Daisy Ridley is off social media too for the same yeah. reason. Because after The Force Awakens, people were super shitty to her. Mm-hmm. Like, but then there's also the, like, it's 
like there's racism because she's not just a woman she's an asian woman and people were like flipping out because an asian woman like dared to be in star wars people in star wars what are you talking about no, I mean, there's space. the white black just, guy. There's Lando. But other than that. <laughs> well, just like there can't be any black stormtroopers either because, yeah, you know. because reasons. God. God. <laughs> I guess, like, it makes me, it's so stupid. It's so, it's just so childish. Hmm. So childish I mean, to be like. I mean, like, I, I grew up with the original uh, trilogy. I love the original trilogy. Like, we all know yeah. Han and Leia was my sexual awakening. Like, it was my first <laughs> fandom. And. Yeah. Like, I understand having that emotional connection to, like, the way it used to be, but this is so stupid. It's just so, like, the things people are saying about this character, first of all, that she's worse than Jar Jar yeah. is one thing. That, like, she she did absolutely nothing in the movie. Like, Apparently there's there's a fan cut of The Last Jedi with, like, where no they women. cut out all the women. Yep. Which is, like, what yep. would that movie even be? They do, like, half the stuff. Because they're, like, half the characters. Right. <laughs> so, right. And this stuff is kind of interconnected, so I don't understand. Um, it's, yeah, it's... Like, there was this one thing I saw that was actually in Dan's uh, piece about this, which was yesterday from our time of recording. I have no idea. So it would be last week from this one. Where they put a picture of, of her next to Grace Park from Battlestar Galactica and implied that she was too fat. Which is so like fuck off, fuck yeah, like fuck, fuck you, you. Just, fuck just, you. No, she's not a five foot like five foot nine former model. Maybe so therefore like, she's not allowed to be. In therefore movies. she's not allowed to. Yeah, therefore she's not allowed to be in movies because she's not conventionally attractive enough. Even though like she's a lovely woman, I think she's beautiful, and I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this out here. I think a huge part of why. Like they fixate on her appearance, mm-hmm. honestly, is because she wasn't presented for the male gaze. Yeah, yeah. she was just Totes. kind of there. She was in her like stupid little mechanic jumpsuit for most of the time because she's a mechanic. She's a fucking mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna be wearing her jumpsuit. And the other, and the other time, she's like dressed up as like a first order person. <laughs> yeah, you never see her boobs, not once. I think the most exhausting part of this conversation mm-hmm. to me was like, like obviously the harassment that she was dealing mm-hmm. with is the worst part but i wasn't like gretchen i wasn't exactly like paying attention to that i yeah, wasn't no you know i purposefully avoid this that. right exactly but then all the takes after she was oh, like God. harassed offline were people being like well obviously harassment is wrong but that being said last jedi is the worst star wars film it's like what the what are you adding to the conversation yeah. right now like well i mean they had a point because last jedi is that bad but obviously harassment obviously wrong. it's it's the fault of this one actor who's in it who happens to be a woman and an Asian woman and not presented for the male gaze. I mean, I'm sure those are completely unrelated. Oh, yeah, of course not. They just didn't like the movie. And so they decided to be super hateful to this person for for just totally arbitrary reasons. They just threw a dart, picked yeah. someone, and, and decided to be awful. Right, just like Leslie Jones happened to be the one getting targeted right. the most for Ghostbusters. Weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, still, I can't think of why. Yeah. Like, I just. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand why people didn't like the Last Jedi. Leave yeah, me alone. Yeah. But like, but I. I guess like we should not beat that horse again. But right. We 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 will say this now. We all loved it. Like the three of us love the movie. So like we're not we're not going to be those people who are like, I didn't like the movie, but you should still be nice to the actor. Which is like I don't even but, see yeah, why you, you should, need to say but, that. Like yeah. yeah. 
It sh- you shouldn't have to qualify be nice to a human being with, I didn't like the movie, though. Like, who cares? Who the fuck cares whether or not you like the movie? You should just right. not be me. No, just don't be an <laughs> asshole to an actor. Like, who cares if you like the movie or not? Right. I would say, I would go as far as to say your opinion of the movie is really irrelevant yes. to your treatment yeah. of it's actors. It's not just, like, they're not, like, they don't even criticize her performance, you know? Like. No. It's like, not- there's a, there's a place for criticizing an actor's performance. I mean, that, that can definitely cross a line too, but like. Well, Jake Lloyd's a good example of that. The yeah. Star Wars fandom was so bad to him that he like dropped out of school yeah. and like kind of was fucked up. Hayden Christensen too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And I mean, that, that's a, that's a case where I would say the performance is as bad as the acting, but that right. doesn't mean like that, that doesn't give you carte blanche to no. be an. I just don't understand. Right, and even if like, even if you don't like the like, even if you go to the next step and are like, well, I can't criticize the actor. I'm just going to be hateful to the creator. Like, you don't even have to do that. If you don't like it, it's fine. Like, I feel like the only time I've been critical like of actors is when they say stupid fucking things, like mm-hmm. when um. Finn Jones is being a real asshole about the backlash to Iron Fist or like Jared Leto and his basic existence. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I just don't, if you have a problem with the scripting of a character or even the performance of a character, usually it's not the actor anyway. Right. I mean, you're going to hear, I did not like Solo one bit. I'm not going to suddenly like start a hate campaign against, you know, fucking Amelia Clark for it. <laughs> oh, Amelia Clark. Right. Ugh. Right. It, it, yeah. It's it's such a deflection, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to say, like, well, it's because I didn't like the movie or even I didn't like the characters. Like, so what? That doesn't give you – just because you don't like something doesn't give you carte blanche to be a dick. Like, to not just be an asshole but to be, like, hateful. I've seen mm-hmm. some of the things that were said to her. I've tried to avoid most of it but I just – we don't have the right to say that to anybody at any point, regardless of the reasons why. Like, no, there's no true. call for that behavior, no matter what. That's just inappropriate behavior. And, like, I, I'm like, I can't, I just, like, okay, people, you don't like The Last Jedi. No matter how much you don't like it, like, it can't be that bad. Seriously. I, yeah. Like, like it, can't I, be, it can't be bad enough to justify, like, even half of these this like, is the trail that's coming up. Right. Like, I did not enjoy watching Infinity War. Like, no. there were moments. I enjoyed some moments watching Infinity mm-hmm. War. But, my the, like, my experience walking out of that movie was, like, that was a waste of my time. And $6. Because I go mm-hmm. on Tuesdays and it's cheap. Um, But I would not, like, my first instinct would not be to say, okay, well, I hate the fact that Benedict Cumberbatch plays Doctor Strange when I think that should go to, like, an Asian character. So I'm going to go on Benedict Cumberbatch's, like, social media and, like, call him a cunt. Like, why would I do that? Like, that's dumb. What is, like, I, it's not his fault that I wasted two hours I mean, of my life. I mean, people kind of did that to Scarlett Johansson. Right? In, uh, not, not in the when she played, yeah, the, what was it called? The anime that got adapted in. Oh, Ghost in the Shell? Yeah, yeah. Which... Yeah, I mean, I don't agree with whitewashing. Yeah. She shouldn't have gotten that role, but like, that's no excuse to be, to be awful to her. Like, yeah, even yeah, I just like I I can't wrap my mind around that thought process. Like, other than just this is just blatant 
sexism and racism and people are mad that not just a woman but an asian woman mm-hmm. is in a star wars movie and is given a i mean like how role. do you justify that character being female or asian in the first place she's got to right? have a reason to be female <laughs> and asian duh people just aren't like that in real life <laughs> And I hope you can hear the sarcasm dripping from my voice right now. And why is that like Admiral a woman too? Right. Why can't she be a male Admiral? Right. Because like if she were, then like maybe maybe Poe Maybe would we wouldn't be listened. having this complaint, you know? Right. If she were just like a male Admiral, like a normal Admiral, then we wouldn't be complaining. Anyway, if you want more of this, you really need to read Dan's article because yeah. it is so salty and it, mm-hmm. it's like the perfect level of saltiness. It's, it's, like, it's like a pizza with, like, you know, tomato sauce and anchovies and olives and bacon and all yes, of the so salt. salt. All oh, of the salt. Like, you'll be retaining water for weeks. Yeah. Because, yeah. And right now, that is how I feel <laughs> about Star Wars fandom. I'm just, mm-hmm. like, it's like. They make you retain water. They make me retain water because I'm so angry about it. Because mm-hmm. just, uh, I would be angry no matter what. But also just, like, of all of the people. It really is, like, a huge part of it, for me at least, is because she's such a delightful human being. Yeah. Like, she – no one deserves this Yeah, like, even, like, like, like the, the, like, she brought that to the movie, too. She's just, right. like – like, there's something just so adorable about her almost. I mean, like, I don't want to infantilize yeah. her. She's a grown woman. But, like, the way that she played that role yeah. was just, like – like, she was just, like, so full of just such, like, happy optimism – but, like, also kind of, like, tempered by rationality and just, right. I loved it. I loved her. I yeah. loved almost everyone in that movie. I don't understand why people hate it so much. It's just, like, you, right. It's, like, no one deserves to get that. But, like, yeah. like don't kick the puppy. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't kick dogs ever. But, like, it just feels so much worse when you're kicking, like, an adorable puppy. Like, and that's yeah. not, and I'm not trying to say she's a dog. I'm just saying that, like, everyone in the cast is lovely. And mm-hmm. also, like, Kelly Marie Tran is very precious to me because she's such a just – she just exudes just, like, positive energy. Like, in a way, she's just this ray of sunshine that yeah. – yeah. that, like, of all of the people, you're going to shit on, like, the, the sweetest – like, the person that, like, doesn't seem to have a mean bone in her body. Just, like, fuck yeah. off. Just, just go away. Go crawl in your hole and die mad about the fact that women are in Star Wars. Seriously. <laughs> That women like Star Wars. It. They've been watching it from the for this whole time. Yes. Yep. <laughs> as 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 Pat Oswalt said, you will miss everything cool and die angry. Yeah. So, Julia, we are two women that watch Star Speaking Wars, aren't missing we? Missing everything cool Speaking, and dying angry. Speaking of Star Wars. <laughs> Speaking of how much we like to watch it, um, um, Gretchen, let me ask: Why did you not see it? I solo. I that is. Nothing about it appealed to me other than <laughs> other than Lando Calrissian, and that wasn't enough. I'll probably see what comes out on streaming services. There was just uh, – as soon as they announced it, I was just like, oh, yeah. okay, fine. I got the same way about it. But it's just like this. I like I felt I heard like all this stuff about like what was going on behind the scenes and like the yep. trailer. It, it, it just seemed like such a shit show. I was like, I have to watch this. I thought it would be a shit show based on mm-hmm. all the like behind scenes stuff, and then the trailer came out and looked somewhat competent, and I yeah. was kind of like depressed, like oh, mm-hmm. now it's not going to be interesting to see. And I'll be perfectly honest: if I lived alone, there's no way I would have seen this. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't think I would have cared. Um, but Griffin was like into the idea of going, so right, I did. Yeah, like, 
like, you know, to, like, not bury the lead, whatever the opposite of burying the lead is, this movie, like, to me, like, Kylie was really angry about this movie, and I was, like, kind of hyping it up in my mind, because, like, I saw it a couple days after her. Then, like, I walked out of the theater, and my boyfriend was like, so what did you think? And I was like, I have no opinion. That was just, like, nothing. <laughs> I was I was angry at it. I, yeah. I, I think I was just, like, more impassioned about what I was saying than angry. Yeah. But it, it's just, like, not only does this movie have no reason to exist, <laughs> and, like, we'll get into it, but it also has things like straw feminists, and it, mm. it just fe- it felt like it was written. To, like, when I had walked out of the theater, I had forgotten that that character existed already. Yeah, that's fine. Because she had no, absolutely it, no impact on the plot whatsoever. She was just kind of there for 20 minutes and then she died. It honestly felt, this is a weird way to put it, but it felt like revenge fic for people who didn't like The Last Jedi. I, I know it couldn't have been planned like this, but yeah. it was written with this kind of like reclaim the fandom angst and and just that. Now we have that, the one female character. <laughs> I got an ask that was like, the reason you hate Solo is because you hate curative fandom. And it's like, well, I just find it boring. Like, yeah, I mean, it just really is nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Okay, so, the plot. Oh yes, tell, in me, the beginning, tell me what happens. In the beginning, um, Hans Han, no last name, is like... Han. Yeah, he's Han's like... singular. <laughs> he's this, like, like street pickpocket-like person for this, like, snake lady crime lord on Corellia and he has a girlfriend who is played by Amelia Clark and her name is Kira but it's spelled Q-I apostrophe R-A the most annoying possible way you can ever spell any name. Um, we get no context into the relationship other than that they're both young and probably enjoy fucking each other, which is fine. Yeah, That's- and they're like both the, like, you know, they grew up in the school of hard knocks on Corellia and they Rebellions dream of escaping. And okay. so... Yeah, so Hana's stolen this vial of, like, magic, like, dark matter or whatever. It's fuel. It's yeah. fuel. Yeah, it's, it's the thing that uh, Nibbler poops in Sweet Drama. <laughs> yeah, and- it's very valuable fuel. <laughs> yeah, it's very okay. bad. It's enough for them to bribe their way out of this, like, ghetto or whatever that they're in and get off the planet. And Han has these dreams about, like, you know, being a space pilot and everything. And Kira's all like, yeah, I'm for this. Let's do it. So they, like... So- yeah, they, well, like, well, try to well, escape. We see, well, okay, no, first they, like, stole a speeder together, and Han yeah. put his lucky dice on the speeder, and then he tried to turn it all the way sideways, but got jammed, and I say this because, as far as I know, the only character development he had is that later in the movie, he successfully turns the Millennium Falcon <laughs> sideways. Um, he also learns how to hate women. So he, he fucked up this uh, thieving thing for this giant slug person. Yeah. So he and Kira try to get away. And, and Julia made it seem a little epic, like them bribing their way out. But uh, Gretchen, what's actually happening is that they're going to an airport. Yeah, they and- have to bribe like the customs agent lady in the customs agent booth. So okay. somehow, unbeknownst to me still, they have thugs after them and Imperial uh-huh. troops after them. And I still cannot explain to you the logistics of why this occurred, but Kira and Han get separated from each other on other sides of a completely see-through door. Yeah, but like once Han is through the see-through door and she isn't, like he's completely like free. Like, there's no way that the thugs or the troopers no. can get him behind this door. No, okay. no, that's not true. They're still coming at him, and he evades them by putting on a hat. What? Is that what happens? Yes, he puts on a hat. And okay, he- and then he joins, then he joins the Navy. 
Because apparently the Imperial Navy has a recruitment booth on the already ticketed side of customs. Yeah. So and and if you're a fugitive and you're doing the Navy, then you're off scot-free. So he says he wants to enlist because he wants to be a pilot. And the guy goes. So he can come back and get Kira, who's on the other side of the see-through door. And she was like just taken away by authorities or thugs or something. There's no reason to think she's going to even live. But uh, yeah, so the the ticketing person at the airport is like, "What's your name?" No, this was the recruiter. Uh, Sure, the recruiter at the airport says, "What's your name?" And he says, "Han." He's like, yeah, what's and your he, family's name? He's like, I have no family. So he's like, so you are singular. What's your family's name? Who are your people? Yeah. And Han goes, I don't have any. <laughs> All right, then, Han Solo. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, so then we, get, then we get this, like, smash cut to him. Three years later. In mud as, like, an infantry. It's apparently World War One in space, yes. We learn in the throwaway line that he got kicked out of the Imperial Navy because... For standing up for his morals or something like that? Uh-huh. I mean, uh, again, like, it's- this, is, this is one of two times where I think that, like, telling that story would have been a lot more interesting than the story uh-huh. we've got. That will happen again. Um, so... so- He's fighting this infantry war, and there is this, like, badass guy who comes out of the battle and takes over, and he makes everyone not die. And he notices... His guns. And yeah. Tandy Newton. Yeah, and, yeah, she's there, too. And um, he notices that this guy's armor already has bullet holes in it, so he's like, hmm. So then back at the in the trenches, in the World War One trenches in space... Um, <laughs> Sorry, it was a really weird aesthetic. <laughs> he was just like, oh, you guys, you're like scoping this place out so you can steal a ship. I want in on your like, you know, caper crew because I hate being in the army because I was supposed to be in the Navy, but I got kicked out. So now I'm in the army. Wait, that's how wait, that works. Wh- uh, what? They're- okay. Yeah, he didn't diff- want to be an infantryman. He wanted to be a pilot, but he got kicked out of the Navy. Okay. So then they just took him. So he's like a stormtrooper, essentially. Yeah. yeah that's okay. how that works. When you get kicked out of the Navy, you get demoted is to the, the army. Is the character he runs into, is that Woody Harrelson? Yes. Okay. So Woody Harrelson is being awesome, but he's obviously posing as an Imperial troop. And Han figures this out, and he's like, "You guys are smuggler people. Mm-hmm. I want to go with you because and I want this, off like, comic this. relief alien with six arms who's like in a like piece of armor, but he's like wearing it in a funny a fashion oh, because that's like the his one that's got faces like a... and chest is, and I don't know. I could not tell you his name, and I don't even remember his voice. So I do remember yeah. seeing something about that because like that character has like a really like. Like punny name or something. I know, he's got Why like not? a he's got a he's got a mildly interesting character design. Maybe his name is Poning Noobs. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, um, he they're like, no, you can't join us. Yeah, right? and then they out him to the military police as a deserter. Okay, so then they throw him into a hole with a Wookie, and the Wookie is Chewbacca. And guess who happens to understand a little bit of Wookie? <laughs> yeah, so Han speaks to him in Wookie. Yeah. Do we know he, like, why? He, like, makes the barking sounds. Because, like, usually it's, it, it's, it's like, you know, how, like, you know, in an immigrant household, the parents speak to you in Vietnamese or whatever, and you just reply back in English. Uh-huh. Usually it's like that. But here he's, like, making, he's going, like, whatever. Yeah, so Chewie doesn't eat him. Oh, yeah, by the way, Chewie's been eating people. Well, Chewie's been given nothing to eat but people. Literally eating people. Yeah. Because he was the monster that the troops threw people into. Is that why he's called Chewie? 
No, because his no. name is Chewbacca, and then... Oh, oh, no, 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 thank God you asked, though, because later, like, mm-hmm. not much later, Han says, what's your name? And Chewie goes, and he goes, Chewbacca, huh? <laughs> That's too long for me to say. I'm gonna need to think of a nickname. He, like, explains to the audience what a nickname's function is, in case we were confused <laughs> why he'd suddenly start calling him Chewie. Why do we need explanations for why these characters have their names? I mean... Han singular was pretty prequel. compelling to me. It was a prequel. Well, so Han and Chewie are kind of like me and Kylie. We like we saw each other and instantly knew that like we were destined to be platonic life partners. So they decide to like just escape from this place. And they escape from this place by waving down the same smugglers who just turned them over. Yeah, no, but for, like they do this whole thing where like Chewie pretends to beat Han up and the guards are like, oh, ha, ha, ha. they're actually weakening the beam of the pit or whatever, right? Oh. Yeah, they, it's yeah. a great breakout. Anyway, they go after the smugglers who had just outed Han. But now they like their chutzpah. Well, they're like, hey, a Wookiee could be useful. So they yeah. decide to bring them. So Woody Harrelson and Tandy Newton and Pounding Noobs are like, all right, great. We're <laughs> off to our next mission. The next mission is to steal a train full of Niffler poop yeah. um, on a snow planet. And it's an elevated train track? Yeah, it's it's, it's like the train job from Firefly. Oh. Kind of like that. Okay. So but it's on a snow planet and it's elevated. Yeah. It's nothing like it and- the train job from Firefly, but it's exactly like it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Han, this is when Han tells Chewie that he's going to call him Chewie from now on because yeah. his name is too long and that is what a nickname does. Cool. So they, 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 they stole the ship exactly to help them in this caper. And this caper takes like, this is when I like ran to the bathroom. It takes like 15 minutes. Movie, it's not interesting. Paper. We don't have any reason to care whether it's successful or not because Han was just kind of like, Using them to not be an imperial soldier. Yeah, on and he a wants money planet? so he can go save his girlfriend. This is what he's been fixated on for three years. How? How does he know that she still wants to be saved? That's my question. He's convinced she's still in Corellia. Yeah. Okay. Well, at one point, I think, I think Tandy Newton says, "Like, how do you know she's still waiting for you?" And he's like, oh, like "Oh, I know. I know. We're we're Okay, I have heard that there are a lot that he says, "I know a lot," and then it gets obnoxious. Uh, oh, yeah, and Teddy Newton and Woody Harrelson are together, like, yeah. in love, and there doesn't seem to be any issues with that. They're just happy yeah. and in love, and a couple that steals things together. And that's important because- The couple that because steals things together stays together. It's, it's important to know, because it completely undermines the one character trait they tried to give Woody Harrelson, so. <laughs> Which was? Which they kind of tried to lampshade. That he's all like, trust no one. Trust no one. <laughs> but wait, you trusted- Fuck, what was her character name? Val. I forget. Val. Thank you. You trusted Val. Of course it was and, Val. Oh my god. And he just, and I don't think he responds to that if I recall. Yeah, he was anyway. just like, whatever, I was sleeping with her, so that's different. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get it. Also, the reason that we don't know Val's name is because she, she dies, dies yeah. in this train heist. She like, like, does like a suicide thing, and you're just like, um, is it really worth it to like get like a caper? succeeded like right it's seriously? to make sure the heist is like successful and it's really funny too because everyone was talking about how they were one day from retirement they're like yeah. this is it this is the heist and then we're out of the game for good also there are these marauders that are trying to take yeah the train heist from han's train heist people yeah because the train the, the hans train heist people the woody harrelson people were hired by this like intergalactic criminal consortium called red dawn okay yes do we know that yet 
We don't know that yet, but it's yeah, fine because we're about to We know to that he was it. hired by somebody. And there's marauders that are trying to steal it from them. Yeah. And they cause the poning noobs guy to die. Yeah, and he dies too, and so does so does. I think Teddy Newton dies because she blows herself up to see that the heist is successful, but then Han ends up sacrificing the loot to save Woody Harrelson's life, I think. Yeah. So so she died for no reason. Yeah. Oh, and that's fun. And the bug guy died, too. And, and then we just, like, kind of smash cut to Woody Harrelson burying them. Yeah, and he's just like, I'm in a lot of trouble with this criminal consortium, and well, look, they're here. Also, I can't <laughs> um, emphasize enough how little we know about Woody Harrelson. Yeah, we know that he's a robber <laughs> we guy. We know he has guns. Oh, yeah. also, he, at one point, he just gives Han a gun because he gives Han a gun. Oh. And it's his blaster. Yeah. It's, you know, oh, Han's blaster. And it goes, it goes like, do the music swells. No, the, yeah, and that's I think the Star blasts. Trek music. What's the Star Wars music? Bum, bum, yeah. Yeah, bum. It like swells to that. It blasts, it blasts oh. the Star Wars main theme song. Like, look! It's Han's <laughs> blaster! I'm pretty sure the main theme also swelled when we like learn as Chewbacca. Yeah, and then like when they sit in the chairs in the Millennium Falcon, it does that too. There's there's a couple of times when it does that. But yeah, Joey is right. The red dawn, red sun, red crimson dawn, sun crimson. <laughs> yeah, they're there. They're there. Donnie red in the yacht in the uh, Scarface's yacht. Oh my god! It's 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 a huge vertical ship. Yeah, it, like it's like a skyscraper that's just like moving around. Of course, and they're there. And who played Vision from uh, Avengers? Oh, what's his name? I just call him Starface. Paul something, right? Paul Bettany. Yeah, he's like. Yeah, he he's Paul Bettany with a lot of scars on his face. Mm-hmm. He's I was calling him Taserface, but that's not like that's from something else, my dear. That's from Guardians too. I know <laughs> you like that movie. Just remember, you like that movie. You don't like this movie, Joy. I'm starting to forget what happened. Okay, so they go up, and Woody Harrelson is just like, "Don't draw attention to yourself, hon. We're going to like, I'm going to talk my way out of this somehow, but we're probably going to die or whatever." But there was this whole thing where like he's just like, "Oh, walk away now, kid," and Han's like, "No, I'm not going to walk away." And then, so they go up, and there's this, like, party going on, for some reason, on this, like, random snow planet, where this heist it's, was taking place, and... It's the yacht, I don't know. Yeah, and, like, Chewie's there getting them drinks, and then, like, he's just, like, yeah, wandering around the party, and, oh, look, it's Amelia Clark. Ooh. And she's like, no, oh, I It's work a rich here. people yacht party. She She's like, oh, hey, what do you... I work here. And yeah. he's like, oh. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't pick you up. And she's just like, I've had, like, three incredibly interesting years, but we're not going to find out anything about them. Nothing at all. I'm with this criminal organization now, and apparently I'm a top lieutenant, but we're not going to know anything about how I got to there from being, like, a pickpocket on the streets of Corellia. Nope. (laughs) Right. Like, they're flirting with each other. It's clear they still have chemistry. Uh, Then Han goes to sit down with Scarface Mm -hmm. and Woody Harrelson, and Amelia Clark, like, sits down, too, and it's very strongly implied that she's, like, fucking Scarface. Oh, yeah. Right? But it's also, like, just stated that she has a lot of authority in this organization. But that she also has, like, a brand, and you get the yeah. feeling that she's not really, like, free to leave if she wants. Well, I think it's, like, you know, like, joining the Yakuza or something, right? Like, the only way you leave is first feet first. Yeah. But, like, so, it's not implied that she's a slave or anything like that. She's very, um, like, femme fatale-like in her design, though, right? Oh, definitely. Like, I got yeah, that vibe 100%. from just, like, her clothing and, like, the trailer. She has a very sleek ponytail that just never leads anywhere good. So, did it, okay, um, so did, do her bangs ever get explained? I remember in the trailer that her bangs were very confusing. 
No, she just has space bags. Okay. And they, yeah. they move. They just seemed like they were in multiple different lengths. Oh, yes. That's 100%. I mean, I have an explanation for you. It's There There were many, many reshoots <laughs> with this ah, one. I was just like, I just remember watching the trailer and being like, I think that every shot her bangs are a different length. That's weird. It's to the point where I'm suspecting that the entire train heist was only in a reshoot. Oh, interesting. Like, really? I, I just... I don't know. I don't understand how this movie flowed. It was the weirdest paced thing I've ever sat through. Yeah, it was very out of the pace. Anyway, so uh, they somehow get it to be that they're going to get like some raw nibbler poop instead of the refined nibbler poop. Right. So but you can get raw nibbler. You can get raw nibbler poop on Kessel. Yeah. And the Kessel run is that you take it from Kessel to some planet where they refine it. And no, no, the Kessel run is just getting out of there because like it's in like. Like a giant space fart, and there's only like one safe path through the giant space fart. <laughs> I mean, okay, she's describing the spoiler. It's like a big cloud that's confusing. Yeah, and- it's like the, the maelstrom. If you go into the maelstrom, you will die. Yeah. Um. So, but well, there's like one path that you can take through it. Well, what I'm saying is that normally, the, and that's the, more than twelve parsecs. <laughs> the path is normally sixteen parsecs, mm-hmm. and people who do this run have like big cruisers with like cooling things on them because yeah. if nibbler poop gets like a certain temperature warm, it explodes. So it's like a very dangerous thing to do, and usually like little ships don't do but this. Like the the it's not usually refined at the at the like planet of huts and refining. Right? It's I have no idea else. where Nibbler poop usually gets refined. That's yeah. a refining planet, I can tell you. I think that. it's usually refined on Kessel. Okay. And it's like shipped in its refined form because it's so unstable. But there's this other place where you can go get it refined that's like full of people who live in huts on the beach. Are um, these the pe- Kylie, are these the people who have no tongues? It yeah. is. They are a planet of, I'm, it's all inhabitants. I mean, every, everyone's a person of color. I think everyone's actually black now that, or like, at least the featured, uh, inhabitants of this planet. Mm-hmm. And they all have their con- tongues cut out, so they have no lines. Yeah. That's because gross. the empire is bad. Yeah. There's this so- whole thing about how, like, there's this alliance of people who are mad at the empire. Um, that will come into more That will come later. later. We yeah. don't want to give spoilers. Okay, so yeah, in this meeting, they decide they're going to get the unrefined uh, nibbler poop, and Amelia Clark is going to come with them for reasons. Because if they fuck up, they're all dead or something. I don't know. And she's going to help them get a ship. Yeah, so guess so, where like, they Amelia go. Amelia Clark vouched for them so that she has to come along or something, right? Is this where they meet Lando now? This is where they yes. meet Lando. Yes. Oh. They go somewhere. I don't remember anything about this planet. Yeah, um, to this, like, bar planet. It's like the bar in uh, Indiana Jones and the, the first one. Raiders of the Lost Ark. In Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's it, it's it's like What's-Her-Face's bar in that. But oh. it's like a whole planet. Just like <laughs> Yay, because planets only have one ecosystem, and you can have an entire planet that's a bar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. in this bar, sure. they have people playing Sabic and, like, battling robots. Hey, did you always want to see a movie version of the card game that you heard about, which was not interesting? Cool, you get to see it. Um, <laughs> Lando cheats at cards. He has a little device that keeps a card which up Which you think speed. they would have some kind of safeguards against in this, like, space-faring culture. And then he presses, like, a button and the card releases into the device. But then, like, why didn't he just put the card up his sleeve in the first place? I don't well, know. Well, it's, it's got to be fancy. Well, Lando is a classy guy, okay? He has capes. He's he's super dramatic. He's super extra. He totally would have a device instead of just shoving it up his sleeve. I will say that at least makes sense. Kira fucked him, by the way. 
Of, of course, course she did. did. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, I'm sure. Sure. Okay, so let's talk about, about Donald Glover about- and his Billy G. Williams impression. It is impeccable. Oh, I'm sure. The, f- the first line was, like, actually spooky. Yeah. Um, He's just like, like there's and, this like mannerism that he has in Empire Strikes Back. He got that perfectly. I was so impressed. The problem is he's not given anything to do besides have capes. Ability Williams impression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not Donald Glover's fault at all. He does a great job yeah, with what he, he has, but it's, it's a fucking waste. Anyway, uh, Han decides to play cards and he like bets his ship, but he. Nothing actually comes of that. Cause his Lando ship doesn't cheats. exist, first of all. Yeah. But then they hire Lando if Lando gets half of the. Wait, so what's the point of the Sabbat game then? Uh, to set up Han winning the Sabbat game later. Yeah. Uh, that's like... I know, because oh. Han's like, oh, I can I can get us a ship by winning the Sabbat game. And Amelia Clark is like, yeah, sure, you can. <laughs> and, and he doesn't. And, and he then doesn't, yeah. Amelia Clark nego- and Woody Harrelson negotiate him having the ship anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. As they're about to go to the ship, Lando's like, I just need to find my droid. Uh, L337 Leet. Um... <laughs> Get it. Yeah, and she's okay. like protesting get it, get it, people at the battle are... robots because yeah, there's, there's battle bots, and she's like, "You shouldn't be fighting because the humans are keeping us down." Droid rights. <laughs> uh, the the dialogue is not less subtle, yeah, or more subtle, I should say. I mean, there's something about this character that I really love. Like, I I can I see it for exactly for what it is, but like, there's something so like. I know she makes me happy every time she speaks. I'm just like <laughs> she's fun. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, well, she's kind of not. <laughs> she's presented as like a shrill feminist that gets in the way. So yeah. I hated this character. And Le- like, Lando's like, "Oh, I would have her wiped, but she has useful skills." Basically, is what he says. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I'd wipe her memory, but she has a good map on there." Yeah, so. and like. There's this, like, this whole thing where she's like, oh, I know that Lando's in love with me, but, like, it can never work out, and, you know, it's awkward when you have a friend who's clearly in love with you. Yeah, it's implied that he fucked her. Okay. Well, he's definitely, like, when she dies, it's kind of, like, obvious that, like, they're not just friends, like, the way that he reacts, so. But then she's also like, I want equal rights, and I don't want to be a slave, Mm -hmm. and this is bad, and droids are exploited, so then knowing that he's, like... Mm having a sexual relationship with her is really fucking weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's got layers. He, he, like, pulls her away from the battle bots. He's like, L3, don't you start. <laughs> and she's like, fuck you, my human oppressor. And you're like, this is really bad. Um, the Millennium Falcon has a boot on it. Woody Harrelson gets the boot off. Then we go on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. The Millennium Falcon, also, you know how the Millennium Falcon It's all has clean little, inside. Like, yeah, it's weird. And you know how, like, its front has that little, like, rectangle cut out? Yeah. It's filled in because Lando has an escape pod there. Um, oh. And the reason I, I mention it is because later on the escape pod gets ejected. And then the the Star Wars theme blasts. Oh. Because now, it's, now it it's looks like the Millennium Falcon. Um, yeah. Anyway, they go right to Kessel, as far as I know. And do you remember the costume that Lando wears to disguise himself in Jabba's Palace? Yes. Woody Harrelson wears that? Yeah. To sneak onto Kessel for some reason? Why? Um, Yeah, he's like, because Amelia Clark is pretending to be some kind of like bureaucrat or something, and he's her like bodyguard, and Han and Chewie are like slaves that they're bringing to Kessel as like a, like a token or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And so that's their, that's their like Ocean's Eleven plan for this caper. Okay. To steal the unrefined Niffler poop. And, (laughs) 
I love that we're calling it that. I love it so much. And then, so they get to Kessel, and Amelia Clark starts acting all like, I'm in charge, I'm negotiating. And then, like, the administrator there is like, okay, let's go to this room and negotiate. And she's like, Woody Harrelson, you stay there, don't make trouble. Also, she and Han almost kissed on the way, yeah. but, like, I can't emphasize enough, again, how... They almost, they almost have, have sex, sex and they do cape have room. sex in the... Because, like, Lando has an entire closet full of capes. Of so they go does. to the cape closet and they try on some capes and they almost have sex or do have sex. And But then Willie Harris is like, we have work to do. We have a caper to plan. I don't remember I can't if they emphasize have enough how not. little we understand about these characters and yeah. their interactions with each other. I really right, want to know how Amelia un- Clark got so ahead in life. Why isn't the movie about that? You'll never know, You'll, unless she gets a spinoff, which <laughs> I would not want to see, but, you know, maybe. Um, I want to know why he would not at all question her loyalty in all of this. Well, because they from the school. Yeah, they're from the school of Knox. She did what she had to do. Um, we are not going to get to found families at this rate. Jesus. Okay, so mm-hmm. we get to Castle, and they do the bureaucrat thing, yeah. and L3 starts a droid revolution. Droid- but, like, not intentionally. She kind of is just, like, kicking one off a computer. And yeah, he's and like, he's like, what, what am I supposed to do in droid? And she's just like, I don't know, go free your brothers and sisters. Yeah. And so he so does. Then she, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, she starts this droid revolution, and it's just these cute little, like, boxy droids <laughs> jumping up and down on things and destroying them. Yeah. So okay. it's actually kind of funny. But, like, meanwhile, the, the planned distraction was Chewie and Han starting a slave rebellion, right? I don't know. But then there's this whole, like, segue where Chewbacca is, like, freeing all the Wookiees. And so Han is by himself when he oh, has yeah, to, he has to move all, like, he has this, like, crossroad workout where he has to move all the Niffler poop files. And there's lots of them and they're really heavy. And, like, Chewie isn't there because he's freeing all the Wookiees. But then he comes back. Okay. Right? That's what I'm happens? trying to, like, add texture to this but i'm just picturing color bars from network errors like i i cannot remember a single thing that happened yeah so anyway they get the niffler poop um they free out like the, all the slaves are revolting and they're going off castle but oh no there's an imperial cruiser that's blocking the one way out because the only way out oh. through castle like, and castle is through the like tunnel Wait, in whoa, the whoa, whoa, whoa. in the maelstrom whoa. l3 dies yes l3 <laughs> dies and lando like is absolutely devastated and he's like carrying her like corpse chassis and he it's gets actually- shot to go like grab her no, it's does, a- yeah it's actually she- how does she die really emotionally effective I in think the she moment gets shot. yeah she gets shot multiple don't. times okay and, and just like, like all her like arms and legs get like blown off and she's just like the head and the like chassis and he's like he's like holding her and just but I, I, yeah, it was okay, actually quite like though. it was a hundred percent Donald Glover that made it work. I have the same question, Gretchen, because it was not emotionally effective for me. Are you going to say why is he upset about a droid that can be repaired? Like my question is, how is she dead? Because like yeah. C-3PO yeah, literally had this exact same thing happen to him in Empire. Empire. Yeah, well, like, she can't be literally repaired. in pieces, know, like, just- and he was totally. They totally like you'd have to like destroy like the the whatever the equivalent of like the cpu is yeah mm-hmm. which would probably be in the head and i don't know this de- and they don't destroy it because they end up uploading her memories onto the falcon's navigational system so yeah. that's why when everyone's like i need you to talk to her and tell me what she's saying like oh it's l3 oh it's like- so l3 is now yeah which is the stupid. millennium falcon i don't know I- just give her a new droid body 
I don't know. I, the I, reason I mean, it worked for me, Kylie, to answer your question, is 100% Donald Glover. He made it work. Oh, yeah. He did what he could with the material. <laughs> yeah. I just, my, my suspension of disbelief was not uh, there. I was like, I, I was like just along for the ride for this movie. I was just like, whatever, I'm taking this for what it is. But, I think I was actively groaning at the ride. Anyway, so they decide they have to go into the scary maelstrom yeah. cloud which has to get away from the Superior Cruiser. And it turns out there's a black hole in there, but there's also like a giant space octopus. Oh, 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 oh. And because Donald Glover is busy mourning L3, mm-hmm. Han is flying. And then at one point, Chewie just like, oh, it's funny because Kira's at first his co pilot, but then she has no idea what he's actually telling her to do because uh-huh. you know, yeah, she doesn't know how to fly. So <laughs> she right. gets out of the seat and then Chewie sits down in the co pilot seat. And then the Star and then Wars music plays. Like oh, yay. Cause that, yeah. Yeah, so there's Did a giant space octopus, but then the giant space octopus is getting sucked by the giant black hole. But then they're okay. getting sucked by the giant black hole, so they have to do some techno babble to accelerate to get away from the black hole, but then it doesn't work, but then it does work. They inject Niffler poop into the something or other. Yeah, <laughs> it, it has to do with the Niffler poop, okay. but only a drop of it. Okay, so they- Then they speed forward to the next act of the movie. Yeah, where they're- in the the planet full of people who with a refinery who live in huts no on the beach. Um Yeah, they're like lean tos. Yeah. It does not look like a kind of planet where you're actually refining. No, it anything. looks like it's it looks like like if there was tattooed. an apocalypse and then thirty years later you went to like a beach resort in the Dominican Republic. Mm. Like it would look like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good way of putting yeah. it. So it's it's like a slightly hilly tatooine. <laughs> All right. And the ocean's right there, right? The ocean is right there. Yeah, I guess that makes it different. It's a beach. It's beachy (laughs) instead of a desert. But sand is still everywhere. Yay, so so they'll just reference all of the, like, native populations that were colonized and brutalized by by Westerners. Just to wait. Gretchen, that's to a point. So the the, the stuff is getting refined, and then guess who shows up? It's the Marauders. Uh Uh-huh. But there's this big reveal because one of the Marauders takes off a helmet and it's... It's like a 14-year-old girl with, like, these freckles that are just adorable. What? She's, she's not 14. She is, like, a woman. Is she? Are you, oh, Empress Nest? Empress? Yeah. She's not... Uh, may, I mean, maybe I know, she, she, she has like she young features. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought she was kind of, like younger but then she started talking it was like oh no she's just a woman so i guess the dramatic reveal was that she's a woman i thought it was that she was like a kid but okay <laughs> why is that a dramatic reveal anyway i don't know it's it either way it's that the marauders are good compassionate people instead of scary marauders yeah and they're like gonna found the rebellion or something yeah, so Emphis Ness starts telling Woody Harrelson and Han Solo and Amelia Clark about uh, how bad the Empire is and how much they've ravaged and taken and, like, how they fucked up the planet that, you know, she was on and they fucked up this planet by cutting out people's tongues and, yeah. and you know, all of that. Okay, well, I just looked up, I will say, I just looked up the, the actor who plays Emphis Ness and she is 19, so she's right mm-hmm. in between being, like, a child and a woman. She has the most adorable freckles, whatever. Yeah, like, I think the surprise was just that she's supposed to be so innocent looking, but it's yeah. kind of exhausting that, like, obviously a, a woman who looks like that can't be bad. Surprise, this scary Ooh. person is actually just a harmless girl. But she starts talking about how bad the Empire is and how, like, she really wants the fuel because then they can start a 
like rebellion yeah. kind of thing. She sort of says rebellion. I think she does. I mean, it's very, it's just, it's very transparent. Like, I don't know. Ooh, it's the rebels. Um, but then the, then the party yacht shows up. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. And there's this whole thing where Han is going to like double cross Scarface to like not give him the stuff and give it to the good guys. But then Woody, Woody Harrelson, Harrelson double double crosses him. Oh, uh, Donald Glover, by the way, uh, just takes yeah, off. Yeah, he just fucks off. He's just like... He just fucks off. Like, like fuck all you people. So just, yeah, awesome. <laughs> just leaves like, my best friend just died, him. fuck you. <laughs> and um, so then, yeah, they go to the yacht, and Han tries to double-cross Scarface, but Woody Harrelson told Scarface that Han was going to double-cross him, and Han learns the lesson not to trust anyone. Right, yeah, yeah. So he was gonna he he put in fake Nipfler poop yeah, in the container. But then okay. but like, Woody Harrelson told Scarface that Han was gonna double cross. But it's him. a triple cross because Han knew that Woody Harrelson would do that because he already learned the lesson that not to trust anyone and also the lesson that everyone is predictable, right? I don't know. I didn't think he knew Woody Harrelson was gonna do it, but somehow it leads to a big fight in the Yeah. In, in, in the in yep. the yacht room <laughs> okay uh, and so does woody harrelson die no, no not yet what Woody harrelson runs away and he takes chewy i honestly can't remember these logistics at all yeah so we're just getting to the part where woody harrelson uh takes chewy at gunpoint and then niffler poop and they leave and then amelia clark is like choosing the crime organization over han but she also kills scarface and takes his job yeah it so was like happens. complete it was like a complete um Think the throne room scene in Last Jedi. Yeah, okay. it's that. Yeah, like and, and then Amelia Clark Kylo. is like, "Oh, psych! I'm totally on your side, Han. Why don't you run off after Woody Harrelson?" She's like, "Let's run off together." Yeah. And and Han's like, "Okay." But then he runs I'll off, go. and she's like, "Ha ha! I am the boss of this crime organization now." Except apparently, I don't because I report to someone. So she she turns on a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> no, but first we have to talk about Han and Woody Harrelson, and then we'll come back to her. Okay, fine. Han goes and catches up with Woody Harrelson. Yeah, and he's just like, and they talk about the moral of the story, which is apparently don't trust anyone. And also people are predictable. And he's like, haha, you think Kira's on your side. You're dumb. And then, like, then he shoots first and he kills Woody Harrelson, right? Yeah, forget, Han shoots first. I forget the setup and for that perfectly, but. Honestly, like, it kind of, I didn't mind that at all. I don't yeah. mind, that doesn't, that sounds like the least of many yeah, problems. Like, yeah. He, he shot him to self-preserve yeah. because Woody Harrelson was definitely going to kill him. Okay. And then we cut back to Amelia Clark and she... Oh, and Amelia Clark oh, yeah, and Amelia Clark was like, oh, by the way, I'm going to like case this place so we have money for our retirement. Yeah. And then there's the smash cut to these like giant space diamonds. <laughs> oh. And it's just these gaudy, huge space yeah, diamonds. They're like, they're like the size of like They're like the size of Triss. <laughs> <laughs> And so we come back to her, and she's on the phone. And who is she calling? Who's the boss of this organization? You'll never guess. Well, it's very unclear, but he takes off his hood and kind of kind of has markings like Darth Maul. But wait, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> so then he stands up. Oh, you know what? He has robot legs. I'm still not sure. So then he calls from off screen his lightsaber with the force, uh-huh. starting to think it's Darth Maul, but I'm not quite sure. Oh, wait, but then he lights it up and it says iconic double sided lightsaber. And you can see so the reflection of them in Emilia Clark's eyes. 
The thing is, there's absolutely no reason for him to be like threatening Amelia Clark yeah. or showing his strength because she's like just committing herself. To yeah. Him. So he just turned on his lightsaber for lols. Uh, and then I could not stop laughing to the point where Griffin had to like elbow me in the ribs because the people in the row in front of me were like turning around. Uh huh. So yeah, Darth Maul, he runs the Crimson Dawn Sun <laughs> Red Empire. <laughs> I, I feel like I knew, like, that was canonical before the movie. Fine. Sure. Why not? I mean, it's not, it's not a bad reveal. It's just like the way that they did it is just hilarious. I thought it was so dumb. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not that I'm disinterested. I, I honestly would prefer a movie that didn't have haunted it at all and was just about Kira yeah. navigating this organization. No, I want to hear, like, I want to hear about her missing time. And I'd rather hear about Han's missing time in those three years than this particular story, too. Like, I don't what care was this moral stand that he, I don't care. Why did he get kicked out of the Navy? What was this moral stand that he took? I want to know. Yeah. Well, we'll never find out. Mm. But what we do find is the next moral stand he takes, which is that he gives all the Niffler poop to the rebels just because he's nice. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, that. why don't you join the rebellion? And he's like, nah. Nah, I've got somewhere. To- oh, right. Because Woody Harrelson told him there's a good job opportunity on Tatooine from a smuggler, from a like crime Wait, boss there. I still, uh, th- that, uh, I don't, I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> what are you confused about, Gretchen? Everything. So <laughs> I, how okay so if if a part of this movie seems to be okay this is this is what this is why i'm confused because i'm uh-huh. getting i'm getting the idea that a, that a part of this the goal of this movie was to explain why han is this like jaded yeah. like oh, out for oh, himself we forgot we forgot kira takes the pleasure barge and flies away yeah she fucks so. up so she she betrays him. Okay, so but but still, like, we're, like the goal of the movie seems to be like, why was Han like this, like selfish, like mercenary kind of a sexist? It's like he wasn't any of those things ever. Like, what? Why did he appear that way in A yeah. New Hope? Like, why? Why does it's, where does that come from? That seems to be like kind of the goal of the movie, right? Kira, it comes yeah, from Kira. It's of Kira. She betrayed him. But trust no but one. But also, like, if, if at the end of this movie he's giving the rebellion uh-huh. Nifu because he has a heart of gold out of the goodness but of he it. can't go with them because right. reasons but why I don't <laughs> he heard about a good score on Tatooine yeah. you wouldn't believe who it is with yeah but like I mean I'm sure it's Jabba yeah. but like that You're means so smart. good job but where they end this movie means that they he's still not quite to the character that we meet at A New Hope like they didn't uh, actually do what they set out to do. Well, no. But also, and- he's not like that in A New Hope. Like, he's all like, you know, he kills people. He's, he's, but he's like kind of, no, he's selfish. Yeah, I mean, like, he's, I'm going to look out for he's me. He's still a softie. Well, sure. Right. I mean, he's not a different person. No, not at all. But, like, the thing is, we didn't really um, need an explanation for why he was an no. asshole. Like... He's, he's a, kind like, of like a he, stock character. He's a, he's a smuggler. Right. He's yeah. a smuggler. He's just kind of like smugglers are just like kind of have to be selfish assholes to do their job. They gave him no good motivation to not join the rebels. Like there's absolutely nothing stopping him. There's obviously nothing waiting for him with Kira. Uh, and he has been completely without a cause and without a people for a long time. Yeah. But like so, if. He wanted to get a job from Kira. She'd probably give it to him. <laughs> I don't even understand why this necessitated a breakup. Yeah. Why couldn't she still be like running the crime organization? And then also, she has like Han. 
And he'll be like, what are you doing? And she'll be like, oh, we can run it the way we want. But you can't be, you can't be a crime boss and have a boyfriend. It's like being a senator. It's the same thing. <laughs> right. Well, well, we find out that, um, Red Sun, Red Dawn, Crimson Dawn is obviously like in league with the Empire. And, yeah. And Fitzness tells us that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, they're probably in League of the Empire the same way that, like, all mafia is involved with the corrupt local government, you know? like Right. With yeah. with no explanation, by the way, Han finds his way back to Lando's planet, mm-hmm. wherever that is. And uh, I guess maybe Enfys Ness gave him a lift, because she's so nice. Uh, and he disables Lando's card game, yeah. Winnie thing up his sleeve and, and then he wins, he wins the falcon the, okay that's how he wins the William falcon. yeah but the falcon's like completely trashed which is why it's a piece of junk because it got trashed in the maelstrom yeah and then it ends with him and chewie being like let's go to tatooine okay yeah and that's the I, end of the movie none of that makes a lot of sense to me so but, okay, I have a proposition for you two. Uh-huh. Can we make found families our first segment of our next yeah, I was episode suggest and that. spend yeah. the rest of this episode unpacking? So okay. long? I was going to suggest because we're already over an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And like this movie is. <laughs> can I can I just say I'm really yes, I'm really 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 hung up. It's going to sound like a nitpick, but I'm really hung up on the fact that Han didn't have a last name. And that his that they gave him the Nas name solo. Like on the one hand, like that's kind of a like. <laughs> Who are your people? Like I can kind of get that. Like it's a tongue in cheek. Like haha, this is a pun because solo. Like he's solo. I'm um, sorry, he has Chewy. You know, like a lot of um, like a lot of like spoofs of Star Wars have made fun of that. That like his name is Solo. Like I'm one of the ones that I'm thinking of called like the character's name is Hand Duet. But you know, like they like <laughs> it's a like it's a running joke. I get that. Yeah. Okay, but but now it's when canon. you then put this in canon that like yeah. his last name is just like pulled out of someone's ass. That then pisses me off that like <laughs> Leia and Ben take his last name. They don't though. Leia doesn't. Leia doesn't, but well, Ben, ben does. does. Why the yeah. fuck would like why? Okay, if his mom's a princess and a political if, leader, you're telling me that Ben really would take Solo? Why wouldn't Han take Leia's name if the whole point was he didn't have yeah. a family and so was just given a random nickname from some total stranger in customs? Like why <laughs> would he customs, not then? When he's given the op- whatever. Like <laughs> why then would he not take Leia's last name? When I mean, he I guess like over the years family. he got attached to it and it became part of his identity. That's not impossible. But that, but that, why would Ben be Ben Solo, not Ben Organa? Yeah, no. I honestly feel like it's almost just lack of like, imagination. That is a major red flag in a marriage. If you're like, no, I want to keep the name that the guy at the airport gave me. Well, it could become important to you over time. Why? Why would it? He was never alone. He had Chewie. Yeah, exactly. That's that was the point I just made. You're right, <laughs> and yeah, to the yeah. point that like, yeah. I mean, I'm just like I don't think intrinsically like just because it's a made up name it has to be meaningless. I like that he learned how to pilot off screen, just in the yeah, Imperial exactly. Navy. Like it all had like all this character development that we're supposed to get from this movie. It all happened off screen, and like like Kira, like we learned absolutely nothing about her character at all because it all happened off screen in those three there years. There was no character development in exactly. this Exactly. What are you on about? No, but like, we know nothing about her. Like, why would she betray her, like, you know, childhood love for this crime organization? What would motivate her to do that? I have no idea. 
Because right, because then, then you start asking questions of like, was she always just mm-hmm. like ambitiously motivated and was yeah, just she, using She says Han? this like vague thing about how Scarface and Crimson Dawn helped her out of a tight jam. We have no idea what that tight jam was. Like, does she feel like morally obligated? Was she financially obligated? Then we have no idea. She interacts with like three men and she seems to have fucked all of them. So, mm-hmm. well, because she's a femme fatale. Like, yeah. from what I can tell, like, she's a very stereotypical, like, yeah, but like, really appreciated that. Sexualized. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Highly and she's like, she's like the only girl fatale. in this movie. Like, it's, it's like the original trilogy yeah. all over again in that respect. Well, don't forget how impactful Val was. Yeah. Who died? Who, who died? died? Like, it couldn't have even been 10 minutes after she was. No, no, actually, the train heist was long enough. It was probably like, 20 minutes after she was introduced, but I think she probably had a sum total of five lines. Hmm. So. And then, and then, yeah, L3. Died. L3. You know what's funny? Feminists. There's, there's one part. I think this is my least favorite part. This is when Griffin, like, actually audibly groaned next to me. Um, <laughs> where Lando, like, gets up and she's in the co-pilot seat and Lando's like, anything you guys need? And she's like, um, equality. And he just rolls his eyes and walks away. <laughs> like, oh, equality. That's dumb. Right. Let's, uh, let's script the black guy to roll his eyes at that. Right. Like, that just, it caters to, uh, people are going to get cranky. Um, sure. by saying this. Cause, cause, like, it's just a movie. But, like, that <laughs> depiction of feminist is just, like, screechy and shrill and annoying who just like never shut up about equality like that stereotype still exists like it's supposed to be funny yeah like that still gets hurled at people who self-identify as feminists is like oh you're just screechy and obnoxious and like, what's weird is that like all the writing about it 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 talks about l3 is this feminist and it, it like just is like oh yeah the feminist robot and it just says it's straight but, like, no, the, she's the butt of the jokes. She's an mm. inconvenience, and her feminism is annoying to everyone around her. That's, like, it's, it's like Hermione with spew, but worse. Mm. Right. That's, and what, that's what it's like. It's like Hermione with spew. Yeah. Really what bothers me is that, what bothers me about that in particular, especially because it's about droid rights, is because, like, we this has come up before in our conversations about Star Wars, is that... Yeah. The entire fact that, like, this whole universe exists and no one really seems to acknowledge that the droids are basically slaves mm-hmm. actually does bother me. Like, that's... But now that's, it's... It, right, like, now it's canon that they are, so that also means, right. like, all our heroes are now basically slave owners. Right. Yeah. Well, it canonizes that slavery and then mocks it. Like, and then makes the fact that, like, their des- that like a droid who has the desire to be free is a joke. I would call slavery and free will like a theme of this movie but i don't think they had anything to actually say about it yeah that's like that's like i'm not sure what this movie was trying to say oh it was trying to say look yeah it has the sledgehammer moral of the story but then it kind of undermines itself which might be the point it definitely undermines itself because he still gives the fuel to the rebels yeah but maybe that's the point but how can that be the moral of the story if we know that that's not who han is i have no idea I don't know what the moral of the story honestly was even trying to be. Yeah, the moral of the story is, oh, that's why Han is the way he is. Especially, that's why he's such a dick to Leia. Like, Han is the way he is because a lady betrayed him. Yeah. There seems to be some kind of system of slavery or mention of slavery or mention of being trapped, like, every leg of this film. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe we're supposed to see Han as being great and free by pursuing the smuggler life. 
But even that is like, there's it's no. It's just like black sales, Kylie. There's the no reason that he gives for why he ends up making that decision at the end to like not join the rebels. Like he, he doesn't even say anything to Chewie. Like, oh, I could never trust those guys. And then no, he'll be like, oh, but he like, does. Like he's learned that you don't have like it's there's it's not worth having a cause. Maybe well, that's something he learned. But he, like that's not really explored. <laughs> No, not really. I mean, like, you could kind of, like, argue that, like, you know, like, Kira was his cause, but then he figured out that that was stupid because... Maybe that's his problem to have romanticized that in his head this whole time. He's like Robert Baratheon. Mm. He's romanticized this relationship with a woman when when she didn't feel the same way? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if she felt the same way, she wouldn't have just ditched him. There's there's no reason that she ditches him, though. You can be a crime boss and have a boyfriend. (laughs) Can you, though? Can you? Maybe it was to protect him? Oh, God. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. I mean, like, it's implied that, like, you cannot leave this organization. So it's not like she can walk away. But why couldn't she just bring him in? Or why would she try to? Yeah, she but, just... like, that's not even brought up. Yeah, that. No, she she told him I mean, she if was going to, like, he's willing to work for Jabba the Hutt, why wouldn't he be willing to work for her? Right. <laughs> But then still hand over all the fuel to the rebels with, you know, not getting anything in return. They do give him, like, a little bit of Niffler poop just to, like, as a tip, but he didn't ask for it. Yeah. But, like, he, he uses that as his, like, like whatever, his buy-in for the card game. Does, the, does this not undermine Han's growth in A New Hope, though? It does. Uh-huh. Well, because I mean, it's supposed to be growth. I don't know. Because it implies that he, it implies that he always had a heart of gold. Right, rather but, than like, like he getting doesn't like, learn he did anything. always have a heart of gold, or else he never would have done what he did in A New Hope. No, but like he in A New Hope, like there's a character arc for Han Solo yeah. in A New Hope, which is that like but he I don't starts think the he... movie only caring about his only caring about money, yeah. only caring about what he can get out of it, and by right. the he end gets of it, one he's over... just right, yeah, yeah. By the end of it, he's decided it's worth believing in a cause because That's these his people. Arc. Yeah, that's his arc, is, like, learning that it's worth believing in a cause. But, like, by showing him already having that, like, I may not believe in a cause, but I'm willing to help it. He clearly believes in them, or he wouldn't have helped them. Right. He's he's moved by their story. That, like, undermines that arc, then. I I agree. I I agree that it does. Why would you... See, and that's what I mean by... That's what I mean by I don't understand ending the movie this way, because... If the if the point is how does Han get to where he was at the beginning of A New Hope, they didn't actually do that because nothing this... about what you to- from what you told me about the end of this movie, he's not actually he doesn't actually end the movie in the same place he starts out with in A New Hope. Well, no, like there's like several there has to be several years in between there. Oh well, yeah, definitely. But so they I didn't mean... actually give us the story of like how Han became this like selfish money. Well, the formative smuggler. the formative event in that was clearly getting betrayed by the girl. So it still doesn't really track that then he would go from that to, you know, what I really want to do is of course it doesn't track. Kylie. <laughs> I mean, like I said, the character arc is that there's a point where he's getting, he's being chased and he turns the Falcon fully sideways. Yeah. And apparently he wins at Sabek. And he wins at Sabek. Yeah. Okay. So he gets better at poker and better at flying. That's why mm-hmm. he's, yeah, that's his character arc. Um, I don't think there's a character arc for anyone else either. I mean, Kira, like, moved up in her rank, but... Yeah. But, but, but as Julia said, that rank. was all off-screen. Yeah. yeah. She had character development off-screen. Well, like, we watched her climb the la- like last rung. We just didn't watch her climb the first, like, 400. Right. So... Right. And if any, 
Yeah. And she, she did that by betraying another guy that she was sleeping with. Yeah, you're right. This movie fundamentally had nothing to say. Mm. What, and it makes uh, me, like, it makes me feel like this is, like, my impression hearing you guys talk is that what they really wanted, and it, so I may be off, is that what they really wanted was a, like, to recapture the kind of nostalgia of the original trilogy, the kind of, like, vibe of, like, 70s, you know, late 70s, early 80s, like, heist movie. Except that they didn't, like, they inadvertently then imported all of the, like, weird, like, political stances of the late 70s and early 80s. I remember, like, um, Stephen Colbert did this whole thing about, like, the whole, the you know, the Trump Tower meeting with, like... Yeah. And there was just, like, all of a sudden there were just so many more characters, like, just being shoved into this Trump Tower meeting story. And he did this whole thing where, like, this is just, like, a heist movie. And I remember the what like, he called Natalia Vesniskaya the one girl. <laughs> and right? that was, like, her character trope. And that is so this movie. Well, I kind of disagree that that's what they tried to yeah. do. Because we do have to remember that... Remember, it had been a screwball comedy, and then they fired oh, everyone right. responsible for it. And then so then they brought it. In, right. Then they brought in um, what's Howard. his face? Oh my Ron god, Howard. Ron Howard, and to like patch this thing up and make it respectable because well, we can't make it silly. It's Star Wars. We have to take Han very seriously. So they basically just like toned it down and tried to make it so like Han is Han, and we have to treat him like you know the perfect untouchable Han from the trilogy, even though they don't. Uh, <laughs> also, it's Han. He's like the only way this movie ever could have worked was as a screwball comedy. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, I mean that's and, that's what I expected, basically. And the script is just so inept. It's not Ron Howard's fault by mm. any means. I think right. he did what he could. It was directed as best it could, but it's like it doesn't really have <laughs> like I mean, rising it's like well tension. Directed. I mean, like it, it's got like interesting visuals and things like that. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that that's more cinematography i just yeah. even mean the way it's put together i think he did the most with what he had um but it it doesn't have like rising action and no like typical and it's got that peak with the first train caper uh-huh. and then it's got the peak with the castle run it almost sounds like and then it's, it's got the peak in the throne in the throne room it almost sounds like three room. episodes of a mini series rather than like uh, yeah, one, I mean, like, maybe. there's, like, three acts to it, but each of those three acts has They're a like climax that's, like, equal. Mm. Yeah, no, those are, like, act threes that we got dropped in the middle of, though, because we, yeah. we don't care about the characters yet. So it's like we got, like, dumped in the middle of three it's, climaxes it's got three of acts, Baby It doesn't have a three-act structure. Right. <laughs> right, I guess I mean, the three acts are very like, obvious. It has to be relying on the fact that you're just going to, like, love... Han and care about the characters around like Han yeah and, and love, I love those because... music swell moments where right. yeah like he gets the blaster oh my god I'm moved mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, it was just so the writing was so embarrassingly bad right I, and I actually rank this as my absolute least favorite Star Wars film mm. and I'm putting it below the prequels like well below the prequels because the thing is with very very few exceptions I would rather, like, a movie tells a story ineptly than doesn't have a story to tell. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I'm with you. And, I mean, the exceptions being, of course, like, if it's an actively damaging story to tell. Right, right. Intentionally. But, I don't know. Um, I think maybe I'm just trash, but, like, I would put this in the same category as, like, True Lies. I really enjoy watching True Lies. It's, like, my guilty pleasure. I, it's so stupid. I love it. But I think this like, could the, become so bad it's good. Yeah, but the prequels were, like, they're like a slog to sit through. I would rather sit through this than the prequels. That doesn't mean it's better, that's better than the prequels. 
I found this a slog. I found this mm. more of a slog than Rogue One, and you guys know I didn't like Rogue One. Mm. Mm. You do know um, that. No, I, I... This was, like, challenging to get through because I had no engagement with any character. Right. I Yeah. It sounds... It, yeah. I just can't mm. get over that, like, so much of the politics just seemed really outdated. Yeah. So much of the, like... And by politics, I don't mean, like, you know, the, the in-universe politics, like, the, the Empire or whatever. I mean, just, like... The way it's dealing with things like feminism, characters of mm-hmm. color, women, like all of that just sounds like like really archaic. Like it surprises yeah. me that, that a movie made in 2018 has like a straw man feminist robot. Right. And, and the thing straw is, man feminist robot. Like who makes a movie like that in 2018? Right. And, and the thing is, we you know we talked about this a lot with our last Jedi episode. There was like genuine hurt from, you know, a lot of fans of color with uh, last Jedi and some unintended implications, but it was obviously like unintended implications here. Right. It's let me literally write a feminist as a joke. Let me literally write this sex pot who rejects Han. And that's why he's sad. Hmm. Like, it's just, it's just so bad. Well, and isn't there, I think I heard that there was like a joke about how Lando's got a big dick, which just, yes. is, again, and like a really like, who makes big dick, big dick jokes well, about um, black men? No, but like, I who think you're trying that? to make Han jealous. Yeah. Like, who does that about black male characters nowadays? Like, that's not a thing that that's really that great a thing to be like, oh yeah, the, the black guy's got a big, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and he's apparently pansexual. He's pansexual. Oh. That was in evidence. Well, a little God. bit. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't. I mean, like, knowing that, you're like, yeah, okay, definitely. There's one point where he and Han are going back and forth, and L3 is like, stop your flirting, but yeah. there's no evidence that they were. Like, it's not presented as if they were flirting until she says it. And then you're like, oh, because he's pansexual. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just that kind of level. But I really, like, that character was definitely the highlight of the movie. Linda? Yeah. Yeah, pity that he didn't have a damn thing to do. Yeah, no, like, so, like he could have been, he could have been like generic smuggler with a nation number five. There, there's one, that, there's yeah. one part though where they approach Kessel and he's just like, "Oh no, mining colonies," and it's said with about that much like interest by Donald Glover too. <laughs> See, like he I would, knew, he knew this was bad. Right, I would want, I would want a movie about how Lando becomes ahead of a mining colony but <laughs> right like, i, I want i would watch a show like where he just like reviews different capes <laughs> he yes. has this like yellow happy cape it's awesome oh for sure and, no i want to see him climbing the political ladder and i want to see kira like climbing the yeah. political ladder honestly but but credit where credit is due amelia clark moved all of the muscles in her face what? yeah that like, she yeah. was not nearly as bad as i expected I was she curious was fine. to hear about it because the trailer, yeah. I was not inspired by the trailer. I mean, this movie is bad. So like the acting is kind of the least of it. Um, and I would say no one was distractingly bad. It was always mm. obviously the writing that was the problem. Mm. So okay. that's good. <laughs> and uh, not, it wasn't even the dialogue. It was, it was like the story that was the problem. It wasn't like the dialogue or anything like no, that. No, dear. The dialogue was bad. It wasn't that bad. Okay. It wasn't, it, solo. Wasn't, it wasn't distracting. I mean, like, that's, that's a story yes, thing. That's was. a major, like, kind of story beat. <laughs> Maybe no, it just couldn't, it, was... it couldn't, it couldn't distract from how bad the plot was. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like like when you watch the prequels. It's the dialogue that's distractingly bad. Here, it's just the story that's distractingly bad. It's no, I would of- say that they both were distractingly mm-hmm. bad. There's actually one part where Kira goes, I know what you are, Han. What am I? You're the good guy. I'm not the good guy. Yes, you are. Like, that's the back and forth. Oh, wow. That's I mean, so she's that's- right. <laughs> I mean, I agree that the... I, I think Lucas is a worse writer overall mm-hmm. in that every single line from the prequel sounded like some weird robot, but... <laughs> I don't like... But not a feminist robot. <laughs> The more I get, the closer I get to you, the worse it gets. I don't know. Tearing me up inside. But yeah, I would still rather watch a story ineptly told about the rise of a fascist regime and a slip into darkness (laughs) than watch a movie that just is like, we're here because it's Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I agree. Don't see this movie. Okay. See it. It bombed anyway. You might as well see it. <laughs> Don't see it, guys. But it's okay. I will. Because... I will say that is one thing. I. I actually. I'm kind of excited to see it bomb, because of yeah. because how bad everything is in it. That I'm like, well, it deserves to bomb. And also, all the people who are like, we hate the last Jedi. Well, fuck you. It's it was it's one still one of the top grossing movies. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's very true. The movie with um, all the ladies and people of color did way better than the one about all no, the white people. I, w- I will say, the uh, first of all, this is the first Star Wars movie to be released in the spring rather than uh, December. So that could have affected numbers. I wouldn't read too much into this. Right. But uh, also, the Boba Fett movie has been confirmed. Has it? Yeah. Why? Okay. I don't know. Will he be from New Zealand? Will because he be from the New Zealand you. planet? Oh, like the actor? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see That's that someone question. someone made the joke that it was making fun of Solo, a Star Wars story that was like, so in the Boba Fett movie, we're going to find out that that his name is actually Bobbert Fettuccini. <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes by Boba Fett. Han flies in and goes, I'm not going to call you that. I can't That's pronounce too that. too long of a name. Okay, but can I just say, I, I, that was such a, that bothers me. Precisely because, like, there's so many people from other cultures who have to deal with that bullshit every day of just, like, generic white people being like, I can't pronounce your name. How about I call you this instead? Like, That's too long to say. Yeah. Also, like, they had the train heist going on. There were plenty of opportunities for him to be like, Chewbacca, hey, hey, Chewie! Like, you know, it wouldn't have been hard. Like, it's, I just don't think it needs an explanation. Like, the hot, like, smugglers are the kind of people who come up with, like, weird, like, kitschy nicknames <laughs> like that. Like, like Han calls Luke, like, kid all the time. Of course mm. he's going to call his oh, co-pilot that's, oh, Chewie. That's, I'm sorry, that's because Woody Harrelson called oh, him kid. fuck off. <laughs> and, like, I should note, whatever his name is who played Han, I forget. Ed, Ed Al, Alan Ehrenreichs? Ehrenreichs, sure. Um, he did fine with the material but Mm -hmm. i just did not get any feeling of han from him at all yeah he definitely didn't do like a billy d williams impression (laughs) i mean i I don't necessarily want him doing an impression but there was nothing remotely evocative of the character that he's supposed to be flushing out Mm. he didn't even have a scar on his chin why didn't they explain the scar on his chin (laughs) oh my god that's gonna be the han solo sequel i'm sure Mm. aren't they aren't they saying there might be more duo a star wars story (laughs) Sorry. Oh man, they should just got Han, and then it, they could have two Han, two Solo. 
Oh my oh god. Oh my god. Actually, actually, the, the piece. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> actually, the, the piece I'm releasing tomorrow is uh, inevitable Star Wars movies. And it's it's basically like, you know, solo to electric boogaloo. Like, it's going to be that that kind of vibe. Um, so I'll link it because it'll already be out. It'll be like um, Lobot the Musical, I think, is one of them oh on the gosh. list. I actually have to edit it like right now. But yeah, we're yeah. already at uh, 139. Yeah, we are way over time. Uh, thank you guys for your patience. Julie and I uh, do a whole lot of recaps of bad media <laughs> that's like our thing and uh gretchen thank you for trying to sit through that and listen thanks and for make some trying to it. explain it to me <laughs> yeah um i feel like i got fun. just as much if not more out of that than actually seeing the movie and i didn't have to spend two and a half hours doing it <laughs> or you know 15 dollars uh, mm. although i will say i got a milkshake at my amc and that was quite good and here's a fun fact if you get a milkshake, like you can order a chocolate milkshake and be like, no, I don't want the brownie with it. I want the Oreo with it. And they will mix and match for you. So oh. there's a fun movie watching tip. Oh, well. Uh-huh. Good. Yeah. Good, good to know. Yep. Uh, that That's all I got to say on that matter. You, li- okay. Listeners, if you liked hearing our blathering, please leave us a review and follow us on whatever podcasting app you have, because that helps our exposure. Uh, so we greatly appreciate it. Also be sure to check out the fundamentals.com for our writing. If you like hearing me and Julia do these <laughs> recaps a lot, kind of yell at uh, each other. <laughs> yeah. You, you'd probably like to listen to unabashed book snobbery where we do recap game of Thrones plot lines. <laughs> um, so Yeah, check those things out. And otherwise, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Kira is this incredibly whip-smart, strong, badass kind of girl. Did you ever get that ship we were going to fly away on? <laughs> you might want to buckle up, baby. <laughs>